Set summer in motion with the most adventurous Honda vehicles yet, like the Passport and Pilot Trail Sport, and the Ridgeline, built for better off-road performance and engineered for more adventure. Summer's here. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Pilot, a 2.9% APR on a 2023 Passport, and a 0.9% APR on a 2023 Ridgeline. Buy online, reserve from select dealers, or visit your local Honda dealer today. See dealer for financing details. Okay, welcome to Not Cool uh, Podcast. Um, today, my guest, I'm super excited because actually this is the first time we've sat down and uh-huh. spoken to sat one another besides social but media. We've had, we've had social media love for a while. Total social media love. Now yeah. you know where that came from. But like now that I've done yeah. research further on you, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why. Like, yeah. I get you. Like, yeah. you're a hustler. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to read your bio because yeah. I structurally did this. This is probably my 22nd episode. Okay. We're still like... New, but you're a newbie. This is your ba- is this is but a baby podcast still. <sighs> we'll see if we make it to toddler. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Nicole, Amy Schreiber. Hi, everybody. Well, thank you, thank everybody. You so Which, by the way, Amy is not Amy. It's M.A. MA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she know it. Mm-hmm. What what are you from? What has a she speaks the French? It has a, a an accent. Ash- I go yeah mm-hmm. above it, mm-hmm. so it can't. Of course, every American's like Amy. It just says Amy. It says I'm E double E. I'm. You got two E's. That's a lot of E's. <laughs> it just must. When you put two E's next together, it just makes a big E. E. It's double long. Uh-huh. E. Um. So okay, it says you can be sent on lights out with David Spade. Show's been canceled. Doesn't matter. It, it, ha- was, it, it right before the pandemic. Do you know I still have punked on my bio on Instagram? Do you know how long ago that was? Were you on first incarnation of punked or second incarnation? The first. Yeah. I was on the fifth. Well, when Dax was on. Yeah. Is that the first yeah. part? First incarnation. I don't know. Yeah. I was on the fifth fifth season. I don't know. Yeah. Does that count as like a Dax? Was it? Was OG? it still Dax? It wasn't Dax anymore. Or no, was it still Ashton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is yeah, there a second the, version? There's no Ashton yeah, Kutcher? Yeah, there's no Ashton Kutcher on the second version. When was that? I can't remember. It was a while. It was like Andrew Santino was in that season. I can't Shut, remember. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Why am I? Yeah. You know what? Well, I tried, out for, I tried out for it. You so, did? Yeah. For the second one, For then? the second incarnation, I tried out for it, yeah. How did it go? Um, there was that guy, Jason, what was his name, the producer of it? I can't remember his name, so I auditioned for <gasps> J- uh, Goldberg. Jason, Jason Goldberg, Goldberg, yeah. So I auditioned for him, and I told this story about the time that I took a shit so big that I almost clogged a toilet and flooded a... I did clog the toilet. I almost flooded a house um, with my shit. It, Sh- yeah, it went through the ceiling. It went over the toilet, <laughs> through the floor, through the ceiling. Of It was a whole thing. Anyway, so I told this story, and when I was done telling the story, Jason was just like, I think that might be the most insane story I've ever heard. You told a story for your audition? Yeah. He was like, tell me a story. I was like, okay, here you go. That's so fucking nuts, Nicole. Yeah. Because I, I, the audition that I had was at MTV, was at MTV Studios. Huh? Did you go there? Ours was at a, a production studio, but yeah, it was MTV affiliated. Yeah. Okay. Same shit. So we went in back and we did improv games. Yeah. So we just like went 
five rounds. We like, had with some different... improv. We had some improv games too. But then Jason at the second audition was like, "Tell me a story." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." I liked that guy. Here you go. Yeah, I liked him too. Yeah, he came out to. Uh, I was. It was me between me and this other girl, right? Uh -huh. And it's like we're there all fucking day, uh -huh. and it's the first Ashton Kutcher's in the room. Like everybody's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're, fr I, you're. It's so bananas that yeah. you walk in. I'd never auditioned for anything like yeah. that before. I'd been on one Carnival Cruise Line commercial. That it, is that I so funny. Don't think it aired. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I'm like just wondering. I'm just Tokyo. wondering what you looked like at the time that you were auditioning. You were on a Carnival Cruise commercial because, like, you right now, not now. Yeah. I would be like, you could not sell a Carnival Cruise. No. You're not the key demographic. No. Um, were you? Were you far more like? Middle America looking? 100%. Okay. I had like a bob, like a oh, nice yeah, bob yeah. haircut. Oh, a, bob, a bottle seller cruise. I was with a management company called Midwest Talent. Oh, I mean. Are we inching I mean, closer? whole fucking sum. Are we getting close? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on. So, yeah, I was younger. I had a roundier face. I, you know, I had a like, yeah, I parted my hair to the side. And it was like a nice 50s high. Yeah, like a little bit of a crunch perm. Like oh, the whole yeah, situation. Yeah. Uh -huh. Perfect. I was younger and had more hope. Do you know? Yeah, like yeah. there was something gross, about me gross. that I was uh -huh. really enthusiastic yeah, yeah. about We thought it life. might have been allergies. It turns out that's just what hope looks like when you have, you know. A little, a little dew in the eyes. That's it's fucking true. Wild. Yeah, I wild. was still excited about life and that. When I see, potential. when I see young people coming to LA, and I'm just like, you don't even know. <laughs> I know. You are gonna yeah. fucking hate yourself yeah. soon. Yeah, their skin is still moist with. Mm with Moist. midwest oh, um, yeah. dew yeah. and humidity yeah, on it you, there's a little placenta in there still that fresh <sighs> i've said the word placenta a lot lately nicole <laughs> why, why placenta are... and fetus because i've like gone over the top because social media and influencing and beauty remedies and anti-aging shit and like it's getting so over the top because yeah. now they're um people that are um better than me i'm just joking but like have more money than myself mm -hmm. like are like eating colostrum yeah. capsules which is fuck by the way breast milk. if i had money yeah i would i'll do i'll do anything not to age no shit you anything. look like you're 10 but if you told me if you told me go home eat your shit yeah barf it up wipe it on your face yeah Eat it again. Sure Wait thing. till you shit it out. Shit yeah. it out. Eat it. Put it back on your face. Sure I would be like, okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. We are so, we're so, um, <laughs> I don't even know. There isn't even a description, an adjective to describe where the hum human race is at this point, especially. I would say women in particular with like anti-aging, anti, they're put like they're coming up right now as we speak in the basement of the mm -hmm. comedy store mm -hmm. with like way anti-youth serums from jizz, horse jizz, bull jizz. Oh, all the goat loads, jizz. all the loads. <laughs> some, some girl who is a, who's like a geneticist got a hot load on her face and she was like, maybe yeah. I could modify the DNA. I'm not to, yeah. Kidding. It's wild. So now it's just, you know, if you ever. I mean, I put snail jizz on my face every day. Do you day. really? Oh, yeah. The snail mucin. That's my newest thing. Are you fucking kidding? I saw it on TikTok. I saw, you know, 
Follow. Shut up. Follow Don't shut old, up. Keep going. Follow older women on TikTok. Don't follow the young ones. Young girls, they're like, follow me as I get ready. I was like, I don't want to get ready with you, bitch. You got no fucking, you got nothing. Talk to me when the skin elasticity in your fucking face is tapping out. Yep. Okay. Yep. Dude, my, my collagen took a fucking knee and is yep. not getting up. And yep. I'm, it's horrifying like yeah shit is getting wild so yeah so i follow this older woman on tiktok yeah. i don't even know her name i'll send it to you she's great she's real southern she's always like you got to put this on your face you got to get nail snail mucin Shut and i'm just like i'm like yeah i'm putting fucking snail load on my face by the fucking truckload. <laughs> is it expensive? I don't even know. Cool. I it was, love it was on, like for Amazon it was, And it was an Amazon Push. thing. It was it wasn't even that. It wasn't that bad. I wouldn't have gotten it if it was really expensive. Do you I mean think I don't have that. But because you're right, because like if you go on Instagram, TikTok, I, I don't get on TikTok that much, but it is it, it is infuriating that that I do I never thought I'd be this person, but like watching influencers, especially young influencers, mm -hmm. and they all have the same voice yeah there's always this yeah. and they drag it out yeah if you guys really want to try something you should try bulges. bulges it works it will get your skin so <laughs> snatched if one more fucking i am feeling i'm feeling so snatched i just saw a video where a girl goes get ready with me before <laughs> i go to pilates class now you're not gonna believe what is my regimen for before I go to Pilates class? But like whenever I go to Pilates class, I'm just in there and I'm always like, oh, my skin is so dry. So before I go to Pilates class now, I put on, you're not gonna believe this. You are not gonna believe this, a face mask. I'm like, that's crazy. I, I wouldn't believe that because I at no point in my head was wondering what a fucking 22 year old girl does before she goes to fucking Pilates class. I don't care. I don't even care that you're going to Pilates class. Was I watching the whole thing? Step Absolutely. by step? Absolutely. And then when she was done, my skin is so snatched. She's like, she's like, oh, look at my jawline. I was like, oh, I already saw it. I don't need you to fucking call attention to it. You have no jowls. Okay. That's what, all I'm seeing is the absence of jowls. But yeah, so I followed her on TikTok because I was like, I just want to watch her get old. That's what I'm here for. I want to watch it's this girl get old. It's the truth. Yeah. If, snatched. Snatched. Look how snatched. I, my, I feel so, my feel, skin feels so moisturized. I was like, yeah, you have moisture in your skin. You want to know why your skin feels moisturized? <laughs> yeah. Because you're two. Yeah, you still have your mother's yeah. embryo juice oh on my you. God. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, go drink yeah. a glass of water and get out of the house, you yeah. fucking... <laughs> fucking asshole i just it's just wild to me because again full relation all right mm -hmm. like i got you mm -hmm. but it is interesting because i do what they're like 20 19 17 20 between mm -hmm. you know that 25 and i'm like i have there is no fucking way we were putting on uh wet and wild yeah <laughs> do you remember like the shot like peach gloss trying to just to get nice to blend the compact tan line with your white ass neck yeah that's the, oh, that was the only my idea, idea of contouring was just make sure your <laughs> face and your neck are the same color that was it that was the only contouring i required as a child first of all if i ever wore makeup ever ever, 
Ever. I mean, I was a tomboy until like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I know. Like, and I'm still like, I just, makeup was never one of those things. But like, I watched a girl be like, I'm getting ready for my bat mitzvah. Follow me. And I was like, contour my face. I was like, contour your face? Yeah. What? Don't, I mean, get an eating disorder like the rest of us did when we were 13. Struggle. Yeah, I just, it's so wild to me. And I'm like sitting here like, oh, I want to have a kid. Yeah. And like, I want to raise a kid in this fucked up world. Yeah. No, I know. You want to have a kid? Yeah. I I did ayahuasca and in the past year and it, the thing I learned from it is that I want to be a mom. Did you have like a vision of like, you pregnant or like, oh, I have, I had, I did have that. That was not during ceremony. Okay. But when I was on ayahuasca, I was like, oh my God. So the epiphany that I had was like, so to understand our journey here on this earth, to understand like, why are we here? Like, why are we here? Like, I don't, I don't know if you're the kind of person who like really ponders existence, but I do. Right when I wake up. And so I'm always just like, what is the meaning of this journey? Like, why? And then I realized the only way to fully understand your journey in this lifetime is to bring something into this life. Okay. So I was like, I need to have a kid. So what happens if, but what happens if you don't? What happens if you can't? I'll kill the kid. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I listen, mean, I know I'm a little older than Casey Anthony, but I feel like I could have mass appeal. <laughs> meaning though, but meaning not that you wouldn't kill the kid, but what happens if like, A, you don't meet somebody and that never happens. Oh, I mean, I'm going to, I'll get over it. I mean, it's not, yeah. I'm, I'm not like die hard. I have to have a kid. Like this isn't like my existence is riding on this. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would like like to but i mean you know the last guy i was seeing i was like he was the first person i dated after having this realization and i you know i like literally saw myself like i had a vision of having a kid with him and i was this guy yeah the the guy that i most recently broken up with okay um yeah i was like oh i'm i should have a kid with him did you um, tell him that? Yeah, I told him. What did um, he say? I, well, I mean, he was like, no, he said nothing. And then he <laughs> broke up with me because he wasn't ready to be in a relationship for the second time after breaking up with me before that. Not ready to be in a relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it, the thing that's really frustrating about, it is so wildly unfair to me that we run out of our eggs and our True. option to be a mom a parent mm-hmm. is taken away from us. Yes. And men can just always have kids. But then I recently studied, I recently, I learned mm-hmm. that we might run out of quantity mm-hmm. of, of reproductive ability, but they run out of quality. They do. So men out over 40. Ooh, I'm like, I just wanted to say to this guy, I'm like, yeah, you might not ready to be a, re- ready to be in a relationship with me, but I hope you're ready to have a burden because yeah, yeah. you're going to can't, you can't wait for too long, sir. You think you're going to get a college <laughs> athlete? No, you're going to get a friend for life. They okay. Their little sperm has little helmets on it. Mm-hmm. By the end of they're, it, they're, they're like going bo- sideways, yep. beating up against uh-huh. the wall. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, that's yeah, not the yeah, right yeah. way. Uh-huh. You're going to, by the way, do you remember when we were kids, the, what, I'm not going to say the R word because I guarantee someone will come for me. Um, but do you remember when we were kids, this thing where you would oh, do this? Oh, yeah. 100%. The symbol for... The symbol for yeah, slow. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. doing okay. Yeah. yeah. So one time I did that, the guy who I was seeing, I did that and he's like, you're doing it on the wrong side. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like doing it on the wrong side is like pretty retarded. 
Is there a wrong side to do that? You're supposed to do it like closer to your, close to the I side can't. that you're doing it on. And I was just like, <laughs> don't chorea choreograph my my small minded bigotry here, oh my okay? God. They're canceling yeah. the thing that you should be canceled for anyway, but yeah. it's on top of a cancel. Yeah, it's a triple double cancel. God, you things when we grew up, I think were so stupid. Like in. Um, like, do you remember just stupid things? I'm gl here's the thing. I'm glad I grew up in the time that I did. If I yeah. grew up in now, yeah, no, Fucked. no, I, I mean, no. by I, the way, no, the whole not cool. I was not cool. I thought braces were cool. <laughs> braces are still cool. cool. That's I what used I used to do. Cool, by the way, did you ever do the thing where you would take a paper clip, straighten it out, and wear it as a retainer? Absolutely. Oh, no, Chills. I can't have oh, anything on my teeth oh, now. I can't. Oh, God. I, but I was obsessed. All the cool... I thought just, like, whoever was older in school was cool. And anytime I saw an older person with braces, I was just like, well, that's that's what's cool. I'm going to have to have braces. And then I got braces, and I was like, this is the worst idea ever. You had braces. I never had them. Yeah. But I wanted them. I wanted, like... Yeah, I wanted a retainer oh, because yeah. you got the retainer box. Oh, yeah. And it was fucking special. And you come into school... Uh -huh. And, and yeah. then the slurp and take it out to eat your food you're like yeah, i gotta eat my food and then yes. did you ever did you ever see the person who would throw away their retainer because it was on their lunch tray? yeah the tray i threw away my retainer Tainer. let's Wait, go so through the trash this, billy come one, on over one of the mean <laughs> yeah. girls in school accused me of throwing away her retainer uh and so i had to it's go through the trash and then she comes up to me and she's like oops i found it after i had gone through the trash such a mean girl what was your rebuttal did you have one no i was just like i'm just gonna go develop a personality <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I'm just gonna go over here and be funny. Just figure Wait, out. It. So were you in, like were you a quote unquote nerd? In I was like I was I, you know I don't even think I was like necessarily I just wasn't cool. Yeah. I was athletic, so that was my saving okay. grace. Otherwise, I would have been you know dog shit in school. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like I wouldn't say I was like the coolest. I'd say I was cool with everybody. Yeah. But also got picked on, like I. I got bullied for nothing what? bad. I, I mean, know, for what? being very thin. I was so thin. Okay. I was like, yeah. I was the weirdly thin kid. Yeah. What's the um, meanest thing somebody said to you? Do you remember? I have one thing that I remember. I like, mean, I got called a kike. That a was kike? Mean. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what that was when yeah. I was young. Yeah. I got I, called, a, I got, I've been called a dirty Jew and a kike as did, a kid. Did you yeah. go to school to like a private school? Public I school? went to a, I went to a private school, but I was one of five Jewish kids. Um, but that actually didn't happen in school. But you know, it was it was it was definitely one of those things where like growing up, my mom was always like, look out, everybody hates Jews. And I was like, okay. I always thought I, I, I truly like for most of my like childhood, I was like, people at school don't like me because I'm ugly and weird. And then I would like come home crying. And then one day my mom was be like, my mom was like, you're not ugly and weird. She could have just told me I was going through an awkward phase, but she was like, you're not ugly and weird. People don't like you because you're Jewish. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, anti-Semitism. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, the Holocaust. And I was like, this is a lot of information. And then she just sent me back to school having to, you know, really wrap my head around the fact that no one likes Jews. So... It's so because I grew up in obviously we just in mm -hmm. Kentucky, mm -hmm. and I went to an all Catholic. So I went to Catholic school for twelve years. That's intense. But it was never. Here's the thing. It was such a. We were so like protected. I don't know if the word protected or mm -hmm. isolated or mm -hmm. like. I didn't. I didn't know anything. There was tension against any other religion yeah. or anything yeah. like. I mean, I wouldn't have known it had my mom told me. I mean, yeah. I feel like most kids don't know that. I mean, I feel like most parents are kind of trying to, like, 
protect you from the harsh realities of the world. But my mom was just like, here you go. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you grow up in, I think it's important to, for a kid to grow up in a little bit of a bubble. For sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think like, yeah, expose your kid to as much as possible, but also don't. Yeah. Like let the kid's mind develop a little before you start introducing like big ticket items, like, you know, hatred of other people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and honest to God, I was never introduced that. Like I never, it wasn't until I like went out on my own. I lived in Chicago. Mm. We have a little similar stories. I went to an art school, but I ended up doing improv there. Uh But it didn't, none of that hit me until I left. And I was like, oh shit. Like there's, but that's why I went there. That's why I went to, Uh I went to Chicago. I went to art school because I was like, I was like. What did you study in art school? I went in for regular visual arts. Uh I made it for like, I made it like a year and a half, but I took acting there. Mm -hmm. And that's how I made it to Second City in Chicago because I met somebody there. You know, art school is whatever. And we had an acting class, which was whatever. It was an elective. It was either Mm -hmm. that or Tai Chi. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, you're like, no, no, no. I'm going to channel energy into tears. For real. And then learn how to cry on camera. My Tai Chi teacher, she... Oh Wait, so gosh, you ended up doing Tai Chi? I anyway? did, of course I did. Of course I did. <laughs> like I took all the electives. <laughs> I did. I did as little as possible. That's always been. I'm like gonna do as little. So then that's where, you know, I, I it was all very loose and even performance art. Like I, I would do like, you know, character skits. Like mm-hmm. it was all leading to like improv. Mm-hmm. But like you, I played sports because yeah. it was either go play volleyball at Washington mm-hmm. University in mm-hmm. St. Louis. But then I was like, I don't like school. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't want to. Because you had to study and do sports. Do yeah. sports. And I was like, that mm. was. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I was. I wanted to play college sports. And yeah. then I realized how grueling a college sports schedule is. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. un- it's a full time job. Yeah, it is a full time job. Like you have a trainer and then you have to do, you know, actual practice of the, whatever sport it is that you're doing. And then <laughs> the, it just it was too much. I was like, this isn't. No. Yeah. And then the studying part. Yeah, the, the whole like, part. I was like, you can't. No. Yeah. So, so then that's why I like made that decision. So yeah. then like right after I stopped playing sports, cause mm-hmm. I play them as in the Midwest mm-hmm. and you from Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Sports are fucking serious. Like serious. it is life. Serious. It is shit. fucking life. Yeah. Serious shit. Like people go to big 10 schools. They go to division one uh-huh. schools like that. Yeah. We were on ESPN. We played Russia motherfucker. We yeah. like, it was, yeah. we, we wore the butt hugger, like, you know, before, like, you know, the underwear, they uh, look like yeah. whitey tighties, but yeah. they're just, so you don't chafe or something. Yeah. So, you know, but that was the decision of like, either go like all American that way or mm-hmm. go to art school yeah. and become the emo person. That I am so did your, were your parents cool with you going to art school? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I think I'm very lucky in that I always had parents who they definitely, because I was such an unhappy kid, I really struggled. Like I was so like emotionally ADD, like I was in, you know, there was just, I told you we had four divorces in my house. Like, yeah, that's crazy. There was a shit ton going on. A lot of instability. There was a lot going on. So yeah. I was like, you know, just pre- it was hard. You know, yeah. um, they put him on Ritalin when I was like eight. Yeah, I went <laughs> on Ritalin pretty young too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which was great until it wasn't because then I took like seventeen in a row and I was like, this is working. And <laughs> but like when I wanted it to, um, so I think they. It's always been this thing of like just. Do what makes you happy because mm-hmm. it's been so hard for you. Yeah. So yeah. So either one, and and honestly, I was really great at visual arts, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like this big risk. 
you know? Mm -hmm. It would have been more riskier. I, I just, it was, the moment I knew they had a bar on campus at WashU mm -hmm. was the moment I was like, I'm not going to make it here. So alcohol was your thing? 100%. Are you sober now? Yeah. I've been sober a long time. Yeah. Are yeah. you, are you in program or you got just sober on your own? No, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in program. My dad's sober. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those situations where, and he was, I mean, he was in and out of psych hospitals my yeah. whole life. Did you Al-Anon at any point? Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm an Al-Anon kid. Oh Al yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to publicly talk about it? I never know. Yeah. I think to an extent, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Al-Anon, yeah. whatever. It's a, it's a public thing, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah i mean like literally when i was growing up my dad he would make our christmas presents at, uh at wood shop at the nut house uh -huh. so all of our christmas presents were the wood toys that he made <laughs> while, he was while in the loon bin the loon bin and he made me a baby carriage once that um for my preemie cabbage patch doll it said sherry on it by the way preemie cabbage patch doll was there an actual preemie 100 yeah preemie were the smaller ones it was a preemie they and they smelled like preemie yes Holy fuck! I don't. They could. They probably this. canceled now. They probably yeah, can't fully do that get now canceled. because it goes it's, against it's, the That's emotionally nation. insensitive. You're you're being insensitive towards all the moms who have premature babies. Premature babies. Oh, and never never fuck with moms. <laughs> if there's one th if there's one per group you never fuck with, it's the moms. moms. Yeah. Look it up. Preemie, and wow. it was tiny. Wow. And it smelled like peaches, and it was bald as shit. I because remember it was them premature. smelling delicious. Don't you remember that? And you turn yeah. them over and their butts smell like baby powder. Yeah. Do you remember this stuff? Do you, what, isn't that the we, what a weird, we... what a weird toy that we gave to kids. It was, but think about it. But like everything was so tactile. Remember strawberry shortcake? The bitch smelled like strawberries. Yeah. Like everything was so. Do you remember popples? Yes, I remember. Fucking, I love popples. The things that went yeah. in and then you have yeah. to oh, go literally oh, in the rectum and pull, oh, it, pull out. it out. Yeah. God, I loved popples. I remember because I played volleyball at one point. I remember yeah. I would use the popples as volleyballs. They were so fun because <laughs> you'd, you'd be all, like, do, yeah. do, do, and then spike them. And it was like a nice soft spike. Oh, I loved popples. That all tracks. Do they have, well, it was popples and pound puppies. Are there Popples, one? pound puppies. <clears throat> I remember there was Barbie, Gem and the Holograms. Gem. She's truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. <sighs> It's a, I, that's what, this is the thing. I'm super grateful and pumped. Like, because at my role model, then mm -hmm. was fucking she-ra fucking she-ra princess of power yes this yeah. bitch she like, was my favorite she was my she was one of my favorites my brother was super into he-man and when yeah. he got he-man i got she-ra and that was the done deal yeah and to me i was just like oh you so a woman can just be a real fucking badass yeah. okay yeah that's yeah. what i loved yeah loved it but there was a like there's an innocence to it man mm -hmm. like there was you know, Inspector Gadget, when I watched him, he's an idiot. Like, mm -hmm. he was the first comic I ever knew. He would read a note, remember? Mm -hmm. That, like, his direction. Dun, and it was like, dun, and then dun, throw dun, it away. Dun, and then dun, it was always, like, dun. a bomb. Uh -huh. So he'd throw it, and it would uh -huh. just, like, blow up a fucking uh -huh. building. Yep. I was like, this motherfucker! You know, and I thought he was the funniest. I was like, he just never gets it. You know, but I just, re like, <laughs> that dumb shit. Like, but it was so... I don't know. And now it's like uh, there's so much information overload, I think, for myself, I know. But I can't imagine being when your brain is forming. Yeah. Like all of this constant. It's like going back to the influencers yeah. of like this constant. There's so much information. Be. There's so much stuff. Like I, I, you know, it's like our brains had time to like find information and then soak it up. Yeah. It's like brains now. It's like you find information. You have no time to soak it up. You just got you get more information. Yeah. 
And it's, it's terrifying. I'm like, as an adult, it's too much for me. I can't imagine what it's like for a brain that's forming. Like it's just, there's, everything's just too much. Yeah. There's just too much information. There's too many options. That's one of the reasons why I think like online dating now, like relationships don't last because it's just like, there's just too many, there's too much information. There's too many options. Like everyone's like, well, you know, I remember that one time I found something and then, you know, uh, something better came along Mm -hmm. and that's not even applying to dating. And so now it's like, everybody has this mentality of like something better could be right around the corner where it's like when you were, you know, before the internet, it's like, you had no idea like what was the better option that could be right around the corner because right around the corner was like years away. (laughs) Not, not in the classifieds. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember how hard it used to be to cheat on someone? I mean, you had to put in a lot, a lot of effort of to have an affair. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you cheat now, you're a dummy. Like, you're getting caught. Oh, there's no... Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's no fucking... You would have to... I think that even now, I'm like, if I had to escape, I would have to delete everything, mm-hmm. go off the grid, mm-hmm. move to a bunker in the mm-hmm. fucking basement of the alamo there's no yeah. basement in the alamo. No, that's a previous peewee's bike it's in the basement that's a callback to it yeah mm-hmm. not a callback but i just yeah. called it back yeah, yeah. That, i mean is. call back it's always a callback when it's yeah, the, the, alamo. Bike in the alamo but i have to move into the basement of the alamo. <laughs> change my name cut my hair and become a different gender like yeah. it would just yeah. i'd need to start over and there, by the way, still no start over because yeah. when you get into that basement, there's going to be an influencer there already. Hey, you guys, <laughs> get ready with me in the basement of the Alamo. I have my guest here today, Jennifer. That's her. You might- We're trying to stay out of the sun because the sun makes wrinkles. Boo wrinkles. Am I Boo right? Oh, getting old. Gross. <laughs> by the way, I think it's so funny when I when I, sometimes when I get hate on on my videos on social media, which is all the time because I'm a woman. Uh, one of the things people will be like, they'll be like, you're old. And I'm like, Ugh. you're going to get old, too. Like, at least shit on me for something that's not going to happen to you, too. That's what yeah. I, like, don't get. Yeah. Like, I do not understand when people are like, ew, old. And it's just like, it's coming for you, buddy. You got the same fucking fate as me. Uh-huh. I do not understand that. I think about that about my nieces, like my 21-year-old mm-hmm. nieces or like my 13-year-old mm-hmm. niece. Mm-hmm. And they all are so critical of me. They're yeah. so critical of yeah. me. And I'm like, wait, bitch. Just wait. Just wait. Just fucking wait. Just it goes quick. I oh, it, oh, it's you, a, it's it goes a, quick. It's, it is fast. <laughs> Before you know it, you're going to be a fucking old loser. I know. And it's just like, I. it's one of those. <laughs> I, loser. <laughs> I actually never saw old people as like, ooh, gross or out of touch. I didn't either. I never. I always, thought, I always saw old people as like, cool. Yeah. Like, oh, they've got stories to tell. Like, I was the kid who never wanted to sit at the kids' table. Same. I was like, send me with the adults. I want to hear I want to hear what the fucking elder statesmen have to say. Same. Tell me about the war. The I elder statesmen. I love, I love an elder statesman. I'm turning into an elder statesman. I think that's going to be my first special, elder statesman. Elder statesman? Mm-hmm. It's not, have you, do you want a special, by the way? Speaking of specials. Because I, I, I didn't even finish your bio. I got no. to one line of All right, your just bio. Re- just, just, like, and we're just now almost done with the podcast. But yeah, I would like a special, and I'm not talking about a, a child with an older man. You need a special. Okay, okay. We got past the David Spade. That's all we got to. Mm. And is goes on to say, mm. is perhaps uh, best recognized as one of the stars from Oxygen's Funny Girls. Yeah, that was a, that was a hot, hot minute one season burn. At least you made it to a C. I was on an Oxygen pilot. Oh, what was the pilot? Called LOL. <laughs> mm. 
laugh out <laughs> no, I think loud. we just had a moment of silence for my career. Yeah, we did. Like, we no. did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And we're good. Sing. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. So I did see. You were on there with Yamanika. There were some yeah. huge great, comics. Great comics. All of the girls. All of the girls on there are incredible. Why did it not make it? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. And it's so funny because, like, whenever I see the girls, we'll talk about it. And by the way, I just want to let you know that the camera, that camera right there has a green light and that camera right there has a red light. They go back and forth. Okay, cool. I just. So I Katie like, back there is controlling it. And okay, it cool. All right. I just, forth. I didn't know. I just. I love how kind of controlly you are. It's I'm just, so used to being around control freaks. It's, 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 I just have a producer's mind. No, it's you know? amazing. I, well, John, you guys will laugh at this. No, my wife is super controlly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm so used to being around controlly people. I'm actually, I'm actually not controlly. I'm more of just like, just, I want everything to be okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, just want to make sure nothing malfunctions. I just want to, you know, but I isn't that so you feel okay? No, it's more so. I, I mean, I guess it's a, a form of self-soothing for myself, but yeah. I just want to make sure everybody, you know, has what they need. Yeah. Because, um, well, what I mean by that, because I'm like that too. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you control your environment yeah. um, because uh, f- at first go, you're like, but I, cause I want you to feel okay. Uh, yeah. But in actually, like when I do that, yeah, I take a, a look at myself, it. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, it's actually cause I need to feel okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to make sure you're okay before I can be okay. Like I got to get your mask <laughs> yeah. on real quick because yeah, yeah, yeah. this cabin just lost pressure. Yeah. Get over here, bitch. You need yeah. a mask. Yeah. Um, and then I'll put mine on and it's just never the case. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Okay, keep reading. Let's no, get through. Like, by the way, I just this is not. I enjoy it, and it Thank you. it makes because I'm the opposite. Like yeah. I'm way more free flow. I need a you're, little more. You're whimsy. You're I'm a whimsy. little whimsy, and yeah. so it's funny because so I was Nicole and I, by the way, have been trying to connect uh-huh. for, for a long time. A long time. Out of sheer social media. Um. Yeah, like a little romance. Not that total way, romance. But, I mean, know, yeah, but like you're like one of those people where like I remember. I think I saw you through jessica kearson yes the first um, time and then uh, after that i was just like oh i just like her she's just got like a fun spirit um and then yeah i just developed like a social media love for you yeah and then you started the podcast and you were like you should come on the podcast and i was like okay and then like seven years later seven years later yeah um so that so what made me laugh because i was like oh i like her because i was like come on the podcast and mm-hmm. you're like okay great 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 and then like a few days passed and then i get the next message which is not to be an asshole, but can you tell me like what the premise of this whole thing is? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> can you? Because I was like, yeah, I said yes to it, and then I was like, I don't even know what I just said yes to. I'm I'm like, not a po- I'm not a I yeah it's chill. It's as long as it's chill. Yeah. Oh I couldn't God, imagine yeah. something with you not being chill. Th- yeah, that's actually true. I mean, I, that is one thing I will confidently be like, yeah, you're right. So, so you're like you're the chill of the chill. A little bit. I, I I wasn't always like that. I mean, I definitely am anxious. Like, I yeah. have my anxious shit. Like, I when I was young, I had tics. Like, I was so anxious. I had, like... Like Tourette's tics? Yeah. Like, I would... I One of them would be I would yawn constantly. I couldn't stop oh, yawning. Oh, fuck. Now I'm yawning. I know. No, trust me. Don't. I can't look at your eye uh, yawn. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it means? What I heard, this is of old folklore, that if you, if you do that when mm-hmm. I say the word... Mm-hmm. And that means you're empathetic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I heard Did too. Did you hear that too? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh my God, we're all the yeah. same. I remember, uh, do you know the comedian Lara Bites? Yes. Lara and I once talked on the phone and with the yawning back and her and I yawned back and forth for like, I don't even know how long. And it was like one of those things where we're like, oh my God. we're just really empathetic. We just really connect with one another. 
And I was like, okay, I'm exhausted. I need to get off the phone with you. This is too much fucking yawning. Um, I also heard it's like you, that's your that's your brain making a memory. That's that the way is your brain, interesting. That's the way your brain locks things in. I've never heard that. Yeah. It's also a nervous thing. Like when I do stand-up, anytime mm. I go and, and before I perform, I yawn a mm. ton over and over and over. It's just an anxiety thing. It's just releasing tension. Yeah. It's, that's for me what it is, you know. My releasing of tension, I count. Do you, are you a I'm counter? I'm a counter. It's like I'm an a, OCD? Oh, it's, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my, my tick is, yeah, in, in college I counted my steps everywhere I went. I used to know the number of steps it took me to get from class to class. That's amazing. I did yeah. that in high school. I never did that in college. Yeah. You took it a step. And then, and then I would not step on any ribs, like, in between slabs. Like, I would never, like, the whole stone step on a cat crack, it'll break your mom's back. Yeah. Um, I remember when I heard that expression, I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, find all the cracks. Yeah. Stepping on all the cracks. I fucking hate my mom. In your um, teenage years. Oh, I was like, I just, bitch. Yeah. Oh, fucking, I mean, I'm fucking do it now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I would not step on, I would have to step on, you know, eat, whatever like the slab of concrete is, I'd always have to make sure I had the same amount of steps for each slab of concrete. And it's still something that I do. It's not like I, I won't like start over if I lose track. Yeah. But I try to keep it the same. It's just, it's just like a, it makes my brain feel peaceful. It's totally relatable. Mm -hmm. I do that. Not yeah. that's probably not my first go to, but mm -hmm. I definitely relate to yeah. one not stepping on cracks. Yeah. Which is, if you think about it, kind of insane that mm -hmm. that is a folklore because mm -hmm. it was a poem. It's mm -hmm. a goddamn poem that somebody made up. Uh huh. To not if you st if you stepped on that's some voodoo witchy shit. Uh huh. And, and I think women gravitate towards voodoo witchy shit. I feel like women yeah. probably have more OCD than men do. For, why do you think? Well, that? I think it's probably... a form of control. And I think women, I think historically have not had control in this world. Yeah. So I think if anyone's going to be more prone to like OCD, I think it's probably women. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think I, I, I mean, I know that there's neurotic men, but like most women I know are like the more obsessive of the of of the the two yeah i almost said the two breeds Is the two breeds yeah i mean that'll get you canceled that'll end you you're done can i say that is that i mean fun? listen i don't i don't know what you can i come can't from the anymore. horse country i don't know yeah, yeah. you're like you're fuck. like i love horses did you grow up riding horses were you i did girl? so did i, I you did i love it oh. were you were you one of the like well now that you said private school i'm like oh did you like the english shadow the real proper shit i did not do i never I did, did like, i did jumping proper. and i rode western i did a proper above. shit okay yeah, i did above but i wasn't like i wasn't like a I didn't go to like horse lessons. Like I did a little bit, but yeah. I had a friend, um, the area I lived in, in Michigan, you could have horses. It was like kind of like a little more, it was just outside of Detroit, but you could have horses on your property. Like it used to yeah. be a country area that I lived in. It's not anymore now. It's like suburbia, but historically it was a farm area. Yeah. And a girl I knew had horses in the neighborhood and I used to hang out with her. And we'd ride horses all the time and then, like, muck out the stalls. And yep. they weren't her horses. She was, like, watching the horse. She was responsible for somebody else's horses. Yeah. But it was just, like, a real good time. We used to get high in the stables all the time and then, like, have to muck out the stables. And we'd get so high that we'd fall in horse shit all the time. It's good it's for great. your skin. It's great. That so good for your skin. Could somebody do that clip and see how it blows up from this podcast? Yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, you just have to take it. It was just your first your shit or horse shit. Either way, <laughs> shit. Um, I do way, love the smell cares. of horse shit. Yeah. I do I love the smell of horse shit. Why? It's not really? Love it. It's, a, it's, it's earthy. A, it's, it's earthy. earthy. Yeah. It's very earthy. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to make a candle out of it. Could you imagine it? 
I buy it? Well, it's, yeah, I did Western. Mm -hmm. I was much more of like a mm -hmm. derelict um, because I, I grew up the, I grew up behind um, the Steinbox who, yeah. The Steinbox? The Steinbox. They were my neighbors. Oh, the Steinbox. Yeah. I thought you were saying that was like a thing. I grew up behind the Steinbox. <laughs> I was like, is that a kind of stall? There was a Steinbox. Not many people had the Steinbox for their horses, but this one family had the Steinbox. <laughs> You're like, no, it was literally the family was named the Steinbox. They were called the Steinbox. You no, know, and they had horses behind me, but they oh, they rode English. They were like jumpers. They were mm -hmm. true equestrians. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was a little too uppity for me. By the I'm way, like, wow. just so you know, you can jump in a Western saddle too. I did it you all can, the time. You can, but as far as like competitive, yeah, that yeah, will yeah. hurt yeah, yeah. beyond, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of, I knew a lot of competitive horse girls growing up. Yeah. That was a thing. In yeah. my area where I didn't know a lot of competitive horse girls because you're from Michigan. Michigan is very rural. A lot yeah. of so I'm from Detroit. So it's like yeah. I had these like two parts where it's like Detroit. Yeah. I was like I grew up at, you know, 13 mile road. So I'm very, very close to Detroit. And then it was also Michigan. So there was like the, you know, the farmy, like wholesome -y, totally um, horseback ride in part of, you know, the world. How does Michigan Detroit, especially three one three. My first love of my life was from Dearborn, Michigan. Right, right by me. Yeah, right there. His name's Drew Backrack. I talk about him often. He was a what's his name? Player. Drew Backrack. Drew Backrack. Mm -hmm. I, I know a Backrack family. <laughs> Fucking small world. I mean, it's it's so funny. Michigan people all know each other. Yeah, it's like the running joke. Yeah. once you're from Michigan, you're just like Michigan, Michigan. Uh -huh. No, super proud. So mm -hmm. He still has a three one three area code. That's mm -hmm. why I, I still know his number. I mean, my first cell phone was a three one three. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also, I lost my virginity to him. Yeah. So I'll never forget nice. his number. <laughs> nice. I lost my virginity to a four one six. What's four one six? Toronto. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, that we <laughs> we know the area codes of yep. the people who broke your hymen? Mm -hmm. Anywho. <laughs> I don't think he's the one who broke my hymen, if I'm being honest. The guy who so broke my hymen was a dude in a bathroom in Alaska when I was 17 on a cruise. Shut up! 16. Yeah, 16. 16 on a cruise yeah. in Alaska yeah. in a bathroom? Got fingered in a bathroom on a cruise ship. You were still a virgin. You got fingered. Yeah, fingered, okay. and he broke my hymen. And I was like, I got my period. Yeah, and I was like, nope, that was a hymen. It's like, it should be like, that's a story that's like, hello, are you there? Mar it's me, Margaret. me Margaret. Are you there? It's me, your hymen. Goodbye. <laughs> Deuces. I'm out. <gasps> By the I way, in a bathroom in a handicap stall. <laughs> well, at least they're spacey. Yeah. They're spacey. Spacey. It gives them a lot of room to really fucking just just finger blasted that thing away. Oh, finger By the way, oh. the most painful. I was sitting there like being like, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even remember the first finger bang, but I definitely remember obviously losing my virginity, but I don't. Yeah. It was like, I was late. I was 19. I was definitely one of the later ones. 19 was late. 19's That's late. late. That's college. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a freshman year of college. That's when the I The dude I had sex with, I like literally made him have sex with me because I was like, I can't go into my senior year of high school a virgin. <laughs> and he was like, uh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Oh my God. How'd it go? Was it enjoyable? No. So painful. So, what about you? I mean, like 19, you'd waited a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking back at it, here's the thing. I was never raised, sexuality to me mm -hmm. was never 
I didn't, it wasn't around me. I never saw. Oh, that's interesting. I was just talking to somebody about this. There were some people who were just raised without sexuality in their life. For sure. Like my mom was very, uh, she's very like Southern slash Midwest mm -hmm. farmery. Like mm -hmm. get your shit done. Like yeah. she, she hated makeup. Uh -huh. Like she actually at the kind of, I guess when she was like around 50, 60, got her makeup tattooed on. <laughs> Tattooed on. She got it tattooed. I love, I love, I love a heavy brow tattooed on. Because she said, I said, why'd you get your makeup tattooed on? Just put it on. And she's like, well, it saves, Sarah, I hate doing it. It just saves time. And I'm like, I mean, okay, here's girl. the thing. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. It's utilitarian. Yeah. And it looked okay. But that's what I mean. Like everything. By the way, don't ever say that somebody's tattooed makeup looked okay. Because that is, uh, it looked okay. Me. It better look fucking great. It's tattooed on. Yeah, that was flippant. Now that I'm like, okay, I should have sat with that a little bit longer. Yeah. No, my, my mom was very pretty, yeah. so it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Either she could wear makeup or not wear makeup. Yeah. She looked. She was a beautiful person, yeah. beautiful yeah. woman. But like she, everything was very great word utility. Yeah. Everything was for function. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like there wasn't. She so was I an love athlete. A fanny pack. Yeah, bitch. I don't. It just wasn't talked about. Yeah. Like I remember when I got my period, I was so because we just didn't talk about it. Like mm -hmm. I wrote it down on a piece of paper, and I slid it over. Like it's a fucking note in class. It was. My mom was sitting at the kitchen table, uh -huh. and I wrote it down. And I said I started my period, and I wrote it and I slid it to her across the table. She uh -huh. was playing Tetris at the time. Uh -huh. Remember Tetris on Game Boy? Oh, Game she Boy, my favorite, my favorite way to have diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diarrhea just wasn't it just doesn't hit the way it did when i was playing tetris you yes know? well yeah it's an ocd dream dream come true my mom was very like that mm -hmm. but so i slid it across the thing and we never talked about it and all i know is i came home from school one day and there was a box of pads sitting on mm -hmm. the bathroom counter and that was it we never talked about it again yeah that's kind of that's uh I feel like a lot of people have that experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, I think, you know, it's like the, you're like, my mom was a nudist. So it was like <laughs> the, just the exposure to a body. Yeah. Like everything was always just very open. Like, and the whole concept of like sexuality, like I quickly learned that a way to control men was through sexuality. So my mom sweet. taught me that immediately. Yeah, it's so crazy. So it's like it just it just it all depends on how you're raised, mm -hmm. you know? And I there's part of me that wonders what it would be like to like not have I'm just so immune to it. I'm just so immune like sex is just such a like it doesn't even feel that sacred. Like I know it is now like the yeah. older I've gotten, but I had so many years of my life where nothing about sex felt sacred. Like, you just had sex. Like, it wasn't like a, you know, so many girls were taught, like, this is special. This is yeah. your body. This is, you know, you hold on to this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I just, it's not like my mom taught me to, like, go have, just go fuck people. Mm -hmm. But it's just, there was no, like, nothing was taboo. Mm -hmm. So nothing was sacred. So it was just like, your body, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be, being naked, it's fine. Yeah. And now I'm more like, if I'm dating someone, I'll be more, like, more covered up. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like I have to, like, withhold it a little bit. Like, I can't just be naked all the time, the naked girl all the time. I'd be naked all the fucking time if it were up to me. It's so – and I didn't but I didn't realize that about you, how kind of vast and open mm – -hmm. pardon my pun – but, like, <laughs> your sex life and your sex ideals and your uh -huh. 
perception of sex uh-huh. until I listened to you on Whitney Cummings yeah. podcast, which was so good. Thanks. It was so it really it was I had super fun. It it seemed super fun. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing was two over two hours long. Yeah. Right. I could talk about sex forever. Ever. And forever. you did. You guys. Yeah. But it was. A, I'm a little more like Whitney where I'm like, what? You know, like mm-hmm. it, it was just I had no idea. And but you're the kind of person that I'm curious about, like what your perceptions of sex are, what oh, your sure. perceptions of like, you know, like what does it for you? We don't need to make this a sex podcast <laughs> at all right now, but like we can have coffee <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and talk about it. But yeah, I, I think I think human sexuality is one of the most fascinating things in the for world. Sure. Like there's just it is like I I went on a date with a guy today. Yeah. Oh, OK. This morning. Yeah. I went on a date with a guy this morning and we'd been talking for the past two days. And he is just great. Just so fucking easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And we like kind of like dabbled into the topic of like sex stuff because, you know, it's I had a podcast where I interviewed porn stars and yeah. I've, you know, I've done a lot of podcasting about sex stuff. So that's something where I've kind of just been like, hey, just so you know. If you Google me, you're going to see all these things. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear all these things. But I would appreciate. And I said to him, I'm like, I would appreciate if you would just like get to know me first before you listen to, you know, these podcasts where I talk about like sexual stuff. I was like, just like get to know me first. Yeah. And he was like a thousand percent can absolutely do that. Yeah. And because it, it, I'm excited to like get to know someone sexually and I want them to be excited to get to know me sexually. Like, I don't want you to hear a podcast and like already know what like my kinks and my proclivities are Mm -hmm. like I want you to like explore that like let's get to like know each other and I get really excited like and I don't want to have sex right away whereas when I was younger I would always have sex right away but now I'm like oh let's fucking wait let's like take our time let's like really get to know each other and like get that psychological component of like interest in one another there's like that psychological foreplay and then have sex and then it'll just be like fucking fantastic yeah but yeah no like human sexuality is it's everybody's unique and I'm convinced that sex when done right is gross. Like if sex has to be dirty for it to be fantastic. 100%. And when it's not, I'm like, no, thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, there's too much because when it's gross is that when both people, which is rare, mm-hmm. is that they let, they let down everything. All, all they got to mm-hmm. let it all out. You yeah. got, you have to. Yeah. It has to be raw. Uh-huh. Fearless. Yeah. Uh, fucking horniness like animalistic almost but then but that's what i mean it's so rare that you Uh get that because human two human beings bring so much shit there is no question about it sexual compatibility like when you have sexual compatibility with something with someone that is a that is like a core memory that never fully goes away yeah like you can you can be broken up with someone for years and if you had sexual compatibility with them Mm -hmm. that is just so like deeply in you physically i don't understand when people are like yeah you know i married this person like we didn't we never really had like the best sex life like i only want to spend the rest of my life (laughs) with someone who wants to have a fun sex life for the rest of their lives yeah like yes sex your your interest in sex is going to wane over the years yeah but at the end of the day, it's like I am committed to being with someone who's I want to be sexual for the rest of my life. Like even if it like goes away, I still want to like figure out a way to have like sex as a like a very important part of like any relationship. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, just a real big fan of the fucking. No, I mean, but I but by the way, and here's the thing. I'm going to 
go on that. Mm-hmm. But there's also something that I didn't explain to you before. Oh. I don't know if you've ever watched my pod, but it's fine. I've watched tons of clips. I'm sure. All um, the clips. So part of this, okay, so part of who I am, I'm also like a visual artist, mm-hmm. right? So what I do, uh, usually towards the end mm-hmm. of the podcast, which mm-hmm. we're nearing, unfortunately, like I adore talking to you because you're um, just a vibrant mm-hmm. palette of colors mm-hmm. that you can like dip into. Oh, no, you are because I've heard so I've heard splickets of podcasts and usually they're all pretty different, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. And sex, it's not a sex, obviously, but you can talk about it for because I have yeah. so many uh, feelings about it. Yeah. You stay on the planet long enough yeah. that you're like, oh, I have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, but while, and we can get back to that. Uh-huh. So these little canvases, uh-huh. I do something called uh, a no look drawing. Uh-huh. And it's just a fun little thing to do um, because most, all of my guests are super talented artists in some way. Uh-huh. Um, and so what we do is that we'll do a no look drawing. I'll draw you and then you draw me. Okay. And the only rule is that you can look at the canvas one time uh-huh. and then you just draw me from what you're perceiving. Like you uh-huh. don't look at it. Okay. And then we just see how it goes. This is so fucking fun. Yeah, it usually takes like literally a minute. It's not even. Okay. Um and then so and after that uh you'll sign it and then we we're going to when we finally get our stuff together we're going to bid it all off. I, all my guests have done it and we'll bid off their pieces and mm-hmm. whatever money go makes it'll go to your organization, charity, whatever mm-hmm. you want it to go to. Okay. Okay. So it's Perfect. kind of like a useful as opposed to people just fucking sitting and narcissistically talking about ourselves. So oh you my know God. what I'm saying? You have no idea. This might be the best podcast I've ever done in my uh, life. This is, sounds like so much fun. Thank you, Sugar Bean. I mean, okay. Love this. And also, um, so I'm going to look at it once and then I'm just going to go in. So usually when I do this, obviously this podcast is called Not Cool mm-hmm. for many different reasons, right? Um, but I guess I always ask my guests is what is the most not cool thing about you? And that um, can mean anything to you. You're good at this. Most people look by now. I'm so deep in concentration right now. This is the one thing that happens to my guests. It's funny because it's mostly a lot of times dudes will do this. They have they can't talk while they're doing this. They get so. But Uh I think it's also my OCD guests. I mean, I'm just uh, (laughs) I love it. I'm fucking obsessed with it. I'm I murdered this. I I murdered it. Yeah, you did it. Uh You did it quicker than I did. This is Uh amazing. I've done a lot of these. This is mostly what I do for my I'm obsessed. I'm. Well, I, I can't I'm really believe. I'm not even done with your here. teeth. All right. So while I'm drawing, then you, mm-hmm. what's the most not cool thing about Nicole Amy Schreiber or Nicole M A? I think Schreiber. I'm just really. I'm too chatty. Like I'm just like I'm not a mysterious person. I want to be. Oh, do I want to be? Yeah. But I'm also like the most Midwest person. Like you know when you know when people are like, oh, I can't stand it. I got behind this person in the line at the grocery store, and they were just chatting it up with the checkout person. I was like, uh. that's me. And then not the least cool thing about me is that I want to chit chat with everyone. Yeah. I love a chit chat. Oh, I love small talk. See, it's so funny. That's what I say. My wife, Jen, is just like that. Yeah, I love it. And it draws me bananas. I'm I like, want to, we go? I want to be friends with people. I want to just chat and be friends with people. And I just love everyone. Yeah. I want to be friends with people. Yeah. I do. But I also, again, we'll take it back to how I grew up. Everything was efficient. Yeah. Like, let's get the fuck up. Oh, I love efficiency. By the way, yeah. I do I do personal organizing. That's like one of the things that I do as my side hustle. Do I have to sign it now? Yeah, sign it. I mean, this is it's not bad. Your glasses are actually kind of on point from one glasses wear to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard you late lately on a podcast or maybe it wasn't too recent, but um, 
that you will never not wear your glasses. I will never not wear my glasses. And yeah. now I feel the same about myself. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's very Basquiat. <laughs> they can I, in your defense, mm -hmm. they all look the same. All of my no look drawings of every single person all look the same. Uh -huh. I, I don't know what I need to do to reset this grid in my brain because mm -hmm. it's a groove, but I can't. But anyway, I mean, their glasses are there. They're there. It feels Basquiat. Do you want to use this as your dating profile? That's my headshot. <laughs> what a fucking... This bitch is getting booked. Booked. Booked Look out, blessed, pilot bitch. season. As soon as, this, as soon as this WGA strike is over, mama's going to be making money. Oh, and by the way, so yeah, are you striking right now? I mean, I'm not a... I don't... I'm not in the WGA, but I fully You're support... I'm a writer, but I haven't. I'm not on the WGA. Okay, that's a whole nother yeah, union. It's a whole nother thing. On. I mean, I'm SAG, and I already have my fucking grievances with that dumb fucking. Same, same. Union. I just paid my dues for three thousand yeah, uh, dollars. Uh -huh. I'm just joking. I have to I'm pay like, my dues too right now. Isn't it amazing? They say how much you've made in a year, mm -hmm. and it's not even point zero zero one zero zero. Have I qualified for SAG health insurance since I became <laughs> SAG? Not at all. Not but once. can we say though? Can in your defense, in my fucking defense, the, to get insurance at SAG, you have to earn like twenty four thousand dollars a year. A year. If I've earned twenty four thousand dollars a year, I just buy my own insurance. No shit. Twenty four thousand dollars a year on SAG projects. If there were even that many. Yep. Everybody's fucking non-union now. I know. I remember the one year I qualified for SAG Health Insurance, I booked one commercial. One commercial. You just put your commercial reel out, by the way. $40,000. Yeah, that was my point. On that one, one commercial? Mm hmm This what was back in the day when you could make $40,000 on a commercial. What commercial was it? A Meow Mix commercial. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Let me see your photo. Your your photo, my photo. Um, That, here, putting it, that is... Wow, that's the most geometrically diamond, pointy-ass chin I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, le it really is. But those is. lips are the getting lips. lips. Uh, Thank you. I mean, you. but the, the, it's the cherry of the cheeks <laughs> for me. It's the cherry of the cheeks. I thought those were my eyes. <laughs> no, yeah, you have la two lazy eyes. Um, I thought those well, the bar, the bar is the, the glasses, the bar of the glasses. We've got a good angular and the the wisp, the... The fucking the hair, I know. The I mean, kill, killing it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get that haircut. There's just no hair. It's just my bangs and the shave the rest of my head. What do you think? <laughs> do you think Carnival Cruise Line would let me be their spokesperson then? Emphasis on the carnival. <laughs> I am at a fucking point, Nicole, though, that I am like, who cares? I don't care. Like, I'm tattoos. Fuck it. I don't, like, I'm too far, like... There, it's just a fine line to walk of of like you said earlier when we started because mm -hmm. you do commercials and for commercials you have to be super wholesome you have to so but not any not so much anymore yes for generally speaking yes like I have a commercial audition this afternoon um and I think it's for like farmers insurance and I'm just like I'm not gonna book this why I you're am, so good at it i am way too quirky like it's like people think they want quirky but i'm like you know it's like i go in there and it's like they always want like young mom and i actually don't have young mom energy at all like you it's not it's it's never been my thing yeah isn't it amazing here's when you brought that up it's mm -hmm. so when i was doing that and auditioning mm -hmm. and doing commercials and stuff that is a wholesome young blood that i was i was never casted for the hot girl and yeah. so Back, I don't know if they have this anymore, but like you'd go to auditions and it was casting calls for m multiple different mm -hmm. projects. Mm -hmm. yep. 
And I remember always going in because I was always cast for the mom mm-hmm. in these nerdy ass, wholesome, non-hot roles. Mm-hmm. And I would always walk past the hot girl section. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bitch. Like I, I, I was always <laughs> like, what do you got to do to be in that? Yeah. What do you got to do to be the hot girl? First of all, do you ever see girls who are like so painfully hot that you're like, what is it like to walk around in the world like that? Some not as much as you think, but I do. But I have a different standard for what I think hot is. Like I, I, I don't the typical like big boobs, big butt, like the whole thing. I don't. That's not my. That like, doesn't do it for you. No. Like, do you think Sydney Sweeney is hot? I don't even know who Sydney Sweeney She's is. She's the girl from. Um, fuck. What's that? Uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. I don't watch the fucking show. Um, she's just a tiny girl with just a fucking rack. I can't speak on it. Um, I look at her and I'm just like, God, what is it like to walk around in the world in that fucking meat sack? For sure. Like, yeah. Like, no. that's just wild to me to be that, like, attractive. Yeah. I don't. It's interesting. I don't think about it really. T- I, I've, I don't do that. That's one thing I don't really do. I don't compare myself really. I don't judge myself against other people's or other women's it's not necessarily a judgment of like i'm not like that i just wonder what it's like like do you do you know that your looks your looks have power do you know that do you understand that about yourself no but but i'm coming into a little bit more of like oh wait because and by the way it's only been this past few years where women comics have become they're super uber comfortable sexually yeah we're like but more than that i'm not even talking about like on stage i'm just talking about in the way you move through life like do you realize like your looks are a a point of like influence and power on a day-to-day basis oh yeah 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 and like you realize you can be charming without even having to do a lot just because you're very attractive are you saying hypothetically? No, I'm saying that is true. Do you understand that? Because that is true. Thank you. Like one of the one of the reasons I was probably drawn to you in the first place is because you're aesthetically pleasing. Thank you. Nicole. Like you have a great personality, but like, <laughs> you know, but it's just like, but I'm also just like, that is an extremely like you gravitate towards a good looking person. I appreciate that. Beauty, beauty is like whether you whether, you know, a beautiful person is alluring. It's just it is. I don't want looks to be the thing that matter in the world, but like they fucking matter. They do. I remember there was this one comedian, Leah Knauer. I'm going to say her name because it's, we've, we've talked about this a million times. She has huge boobs. And I remember one time she was like, I got this meeting with this really big, like producer or director. And she's like, and I think the only reason he like gave me the meeting is because I have huge boobs. I was like, great. Whatever gets you in the fucking room. If your tits get you in the room, make sure it's your brain that keeps you in the room. Yeah. And that's all there. It's just, your looks are power. And as a woman, it's like, do not discount the fact that you will be able to get things because of that. I've all, yes, you're completely right. And now, yes, my brain is going like a mile Mm -hmm. a minute when you're Mm -hmm. talking. Mm -hmm. I'm listening, but also there's a part of me Mm -hmm. that's like rolling my tape. Mm of because when I was younger and I started out doing this because I remember I've only just recently gotten on board mm-hmm. where I'm like fuck it do what you have to do one because I used to be so proud and so I get maybe self-righteous in the fact that like I am not a sexual you know because mm-hmm. when I would do auditions or anything 
you know, my manager at the time was like, Sarah, you have to, you got to look sexy. Yeah, sex it Put up. Put on a short skirt. Wear a mini skirt. Put some makeup on. And I was like, that's so fucking fucked up. I'm so much more than that. Yeah, I did. I remember I got. By the way, I've been there too. I get that. Yeah, I think. Understood. And again, it's just living life where you're eventually like, oh, like, no, fuck that. Because I've seen so many people get to where they are mm -hmm. because they play the game. Yeah, it's a game, and they play and I didn't play the, the game. game. I didn't play the game when I was I when I was younger and at my like best looking. Not like I'm a, an uggo now, You're but gorgeous. like, but I mean, like, I mean, when I was fucking thirty, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I was like stunning, stunning, <laughs> you know. And it's just yeah. like I didn't play the game. I didn't want to play the game because I was just like, I am so much more than I'm really playing. I have made so many, and that's, if somebody came to me now, I'd be like, play the fucking game. Play the fucking game. Do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, because being younger and at that time, like, I definitely, so many directions were given. Mm -hmm. Nicole, I have sabotaged so many things based on my own self-proclamation Righteousness. of, mm -hmm. I am so much not that you need to see me for my talent yeah. you need to see me for exactly what i see myself as being most valuable for okay i need you to understand that the value system i have put in place for my own existence on this earth needs to be the exact thing that you see me for because otherwise you are denying my existence on this earth and i hate you and resent you for it for yeah. sure i'm gonna make it your goddamn fault yeah and that's ex i've done that for years and i did your i'm did not play it correctly. Yeah. And now I think that's where my confidence has come from. That's where my power mm -hmm. has come from, where there's the clarity of like, oh, okay, bosses play the fucking game. Play the game. I don't, because I've been so, in the past, so, uh, like, you know, we talked about so mindful mm -hmm. of everybody else, and I don't want them to think that mm -hmm. I would stay as a comic, like open mic shit when I started. Like, mm -hmm. I would stay the whole night, Nicole, the whole night, because I didn't want other comics mm -hmm. to think they weren't supported by me. <laughs> like I was being a dick. Oh, she doesn't. Oh, she does her spot and then she just leaves. Yes. What does she think? She's better than this open mic. Yeah. And most of the time I was just like, it's not that I think I'm better than this open mic. I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, I got to go, bitch. Yeah, I have to go. Also, like, I want to go hit some other open mics. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so that's I never the amount of brain power we have allocated to making sure people like us and perceive us in the way that we want to be perceived is it's probably sad stunning it's stunning yeah. and that's and that's the thing i don't regret any of those things that i've done and we'll wrap this up because i think we're at time but i don't this is why i enjoy you so much because i think when i watch you you're the authenticity because you're a hustler i know you've worked 700 fucking jobs eight million as jobs. I, I have uh -huh. um you know, and coming out to the different other side of it with like more um, clarity. Because here's the thing: like, I'm either gonna quit, uh -huh. I'm either gonna stop it all together, uh -huh. or you know, you kind of step up and do it a different way. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing this shit too long. You yeah. know what I mean? To be yeah. like, I'm packing my stuff up and I'm gonna go to Utah and I'm gonna be a Mormon and follow the book. Yeah. You know, like I just, which I could do. Could do. I mean, you because I'm you, psychotic. I mean, you're good looking enough to be Mormon. Thank you, sweetie. Um, so that's so I guess saying all that, and now by the way, I'm playing the game because I see too many other people playing the game, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, you fucking bitch. 
and they're not and i would say uh talent wise they're no more talented than anybody yeah. Yeah. else i've ever seen yeah. but they know they know how to use their learning shit. how to play the game that is a tough one it's hor- horrendous i i like what you're saying i'm right re- i'm ready to pack it up too i'm having a little bit of a midlife crisis and like in all of this where i'm just like all right i'm ready to just like pack it up and be done you know but you know it's one of those things where it's like we did, did we didn't come this far to only come this far it's so, so it's much. like what else are we gonna fucking do no it that's what i mean you accumulate so much experience yeah. and so many like that there's om- i don't know what else to do if i did yeah. something what am i gonna no, raise a fucking pigs like i can't i'm not i didn't graduate even art school like, i mean swine mom you're you you'd crush it thank you I've worked enough Kentucky State Fairs to know yeah. how to do it, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, so I guess so. What keeps you? So what keeps you in the game? Like what keeps you doing it? Like what keeps you showing up one foot in front of the other and being like, I'm not going to quit. I mean, it's like I don't know what else to do. Also, like, you know, it's like once you get a taste of like of like making a room full of people laugh, which you've had a lot of. Oh, it's like it, it's it's a drug. Yeah. It's a drug. It's a it's a hard drug to walk away from. Yeah. And but by the way, can I just I never finished your bio. We made it to two sentences. Uh-huh. Um, but can I if you don't know Nicole Amy Schreiber, she's had massive amounts of success. You've opened for David Tell. Um, you Dave's the best. He's I hung up. By the way, that that is my favorite comic. That is my oh my, my favorite thing. I was just telling someone today. I was like I only smoke cigarettes when I'm with Dave. Yeah. Because I, sense. my hero likes to smoke cigarettes and I'm going to smoke cigarettes with my fucking hero. Yeah. No, He's that the best. All, that all tracks. Yeah. yeah I've, I had the pleasure of hanging out with him barely, but, but like one degree. Cause I was with uh, Jessica Kirsten mm-hmm. at, um, I think, uh, the Netflix, just, um, mm-hmm. Netflix, Netflix is, is a joke, a joke. Mm-hmm. and him and, uh, uh, Ross, um, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross thank We're you. I'm sorry. I'm likes. horrible. Okay. names. But they did uh, that show, and so it was. He was. He was such a curmudgeonly, yeah. fucking dude. Just I was a like, little curmudgeonly Jew. Yeah, in a hoodie. Oh, always. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I just like that gritty raw. Like just be who you are. Yeah. Just, he's he is putting on no airs. Yeah. So you've done that. I mean, yeah. and you open for them. You've done some like TV appearances. You're a, you're a paid regular at every single club that people wish they could just yeah. fucking be an audience member at yeah so it's almost like wow that's it's a great way of putting it i'm a paid regular at places that most people just wish they could be an audience member at that's like kind of you can have it that's amazing yeah Yeah. but it's the truth i mean that's what i mean it's just so perspectives are so insane like when you're in your world you're Mm -hmm. in it yeah it's like when i'm in my world i'm in it but if i talk to somebody I'm like, I think I'm just going to just jump off a bridge and just not do this anymore. Yeah. They're like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you're doing this, this, and this, yeah. and this. And it's the same, like, when I talk to you, it's like, oh, that's so funny. Of course she's thinking about packing up. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. What are, what are we what doing are, here? I'm like, what are you doing? 
Which means, like, you just constantly have to, like, you know, surround yourself with people who are doing the same stuff. Like, yeah. of, like, don't be an idiot. Like, I hear you. Yeah. But great, I'll see you at the show tonight, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So, we do have to end. I could honestly talk to you. Yeah. Very easy. Very. There's forever. sometimes during podcasts with people, when I when I go on show podcasts, I'm like, I should start a podcast with this person. This is their very easy I know. to talk I just to. did that with you. I was like, maybe she'll want to do a podcast yeah. with me. Let's start a podcast <laughs> together. Which is so funny, because if you go to nicole's instagram page the yeah. fucking thing in the bio is like i podcast don't podcast not coming soon <laughs> and it's inch because i've like you've had podcasts yeah. you've had a few podcasts yeah. do you refuse to do a podcast i, I mean, mean i get it by i the mean way. there's there's a one of the servers at the comedy store lenny she's amazing um she wants to start a podcast with me like an advice love podcast and i'm like nah I mean, I'd, I would love to do a podcast with her because it sounds fun, but I'm just like, I don't know. And then um, Nate Craig, he and I were throwing around the idea of starting a podcast, like an age-appropriate podcast for yeah. people who grew up without the internet. Yeah. Um, On Qbert. Yeah. And then I'm just like, ah, I don't even know if I want to do that. Um, I don't, I just, I don't know. The idea of like, the idea of, I have to like really want to like do a podcast if mm. I'm going to do a podcast. I understand. Like, I don't want to do anything regularly. I understand. Except comedy. Yeah. And make money. Yeah. Give me that money. Well, even with stand-up comedy, Whitney Cummings, when you were doing that podcast, are you mm -hmm. like, she's the funniest person I know, mm -hmm. and dips her toe in stand-up comedy sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's so even brilliant people, like, mm -hmm. are like, yeah, I'm just going to dip my toe in it. It's like, you're so, you're so good. But I understand. Yeah. I understand that concept. Like, even doing this, this just kind of... um. I don't know. I want to say it happened, but it was just like kind of like the next thing, the next thing, yeah. the next thing. And now here we are. Yeah. Um, but I definitely the I'm starting a podcast was the last thing that yeah. I was like, there are 17 million. Pod Why? What am I going to say that is any more? But. But I know you want to say like, but that's what I mean. But it's also I see so many people who have podcasts and mm -hmm. I listen to it. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, it's like, they're doing it. Why wouldn't I do it? It doesn't matter. I once was in a green room with Dimitri Martin and he was talking about um, how he Dimitri Martin is like a, a joke comic, just straight jokes. He had one special that he did where you think he had 150 jokes. Yeah. And he was like, it's very hard for me to keep putting out specials every single year because I write jokes like it's I have 150 jokes. It's not like I'm storytelling or like being revealing about my life and making that the content of my special. He's like, that's just not the kind of comic that I am. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you do that? And he's like, who am I to think that somebody would want to hear about my life? And I'm like, oh, I want to hear about your life. You're like one person where I'm like, yeah, I genuinely want to hear about. <laughs> tell me about your fucking life. And it's I have that same concept of like for for podcasts. It's like, who would want to hear me talk like regularly? Like who would tune in for that? And to me, I would rather have a podcast with someone mm -hmm regularly because i love relationship and i love like growing something with someone and like that's what's fun to me right. it's not necessarily like it's like two people like exploring something together kind of thing where i don't know i i if i were to have a podcast it would be something probably a little like more like genuine and emotional and grounded because mm -hmm. i like having serious conversations more than funny conversations like yeah. being funny is fine it's fun it's great but mm -hmm. like I don't know. It's like I like I want to know like what scares you. Like I want to know about your like your fears, your loves. Like those are the things that define you, and those are the things that make you truly interesting. Right. Right. No, I agree. I mean, I think that's why I've made this this particular 
what I'm doing, it's not all funny. Obviously, I've had artists that who are not comedians; they're musicians mm -hmm. or they're like, and so I'm very much that way. Yeah, and I kind of. I'm always more interested and because with comedians, the one thing I love comedians, but I don't like hanging out with comedians, yeah. especially the ones who are always fucking on and trying out fucking jokes on me. I'm like, could stop. you? Yeah. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like your this... fucking sounding board. Yeah. Same if with, like... I find out that you said something to me and that it's a bit, I'll fucking kill you. That's why anytime I, I say, if I, if I say a bit when I'm with someone, I'll be like, just so you know, this is a joke and I'm going to say this. This is a bit I've done, but See I feel like it's relevant now. I can't just slide a bit into conversation. Yeah. Oh, they, I've, it's happened and I can smile it from a mind. I'm mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? It's the same with like improvisers. Like mm -hmm. they always want to mime shit. I'm like, just, can we just have a, yeah, just get through the story. I don't need your fucking space work. Sweep the fucking floor another time. You dickwad. I know. God <laughs> damn it. Give me a word. I'm fucking like, can yes. we just have a conversation? Just sweep the scene and leave. Okay. Fucking sweep clean. We're done you don't need a one word suggestion what are you a monologist go fuck yourself it's oh. too much at least improvisers much. there's more of an innocence about them that they're nerds yeah. you know what i mean oh, like yeah. oh you're nerds like yeah. i always compare like comedians to skateboarders mm -hmm. and like improvisers are like inline skaters <laughs> oh i'm an inline skater <laughs> i'm in the middle i'm in the middle because yeah. i enjoy I, I love a rollerblade i do i enjoy i enjoy being around people who improv because um, what's the nerdiest thing about you by the way it's a great, thank you. Nobody's ever asked me that. And I was like, I have to be prepared if somebody ever asked me that. The nerdiest, I don't know if it's the nerdiest thing. I'm trying to think of the, the, the most. The least cool. I have so many things that are uncool. I still struggle a lot with, yeah, with aesthetics, um, with like uh, body stuff. I come mm -hmm. from a huge eating disorder. Yeah. Um, with like alcohol, like the whole thing. Like yeah. it's, there's a lot of wiring that yeah. has needed to be rewired, re re rewired but uh -huh. which I'm actually very proud of. I've been sober 20 fucking years. Like Great. I've grown up almost yeah. sober, but I was a mess. And yeah. so I think that's probably the one thing that I'm like, oh, I wish I could, if I could be free of that, like I feel like I'd actually be like freer. Yeah. And I hate, it's like so, I, I always have these dueling sides of me. I have yeah. like this Kentucky side of me who's like, mm. fuck it, just be happy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like who, there's like nobody cares about looks there. Yeah. It, it, and I don't mean that in a, like a, they're uh, like they're ugly. Like they yeah. just don't. It's not a priority. It's not a priority. They just do shit. There's so much more to life. There's than a lot the, going on. Than that, than the body you're walking around in. Yeah. And I think, again, it's my last thing of control. It's just, that's all. Like, it's yeah. my last thing of, like, can I manipulate and control this one thing? Because mm -hmm. um, even in sobriety, I've never told anybody this, and I can't believe I'm saying this publicly, but I don't give a shit. But even, so I was bulimic, and I tried anorexia, but I really enjoy eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had a friend who was bulimic. No willpower, you fucking weak bone And then bitch. we'll end, I swear to God. But but I, I had a friend who was bulimic. It's like when you learn from your friends. Like you mm -hmm. learn, so I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can do that? Yeah. So I like made myself a bulimic. Uh -huh. I was like, this is great. B buyer's remorse every time. Which I hated, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was awful, it's an awful thing, but it turns more, um, more mental and emotional than it mm -hmm. is physical eventually. Um, but even after I got sober, because I stopped sticking my finger down my throat once I got sober. Mm -hmm. Sorry if that's disgusting to anybody, but and if it is, go fuck yourself. I can't help it. But like that, I stopped that. That was immediate, and which is crazy because I was doing it like every meal, like mm -hmm. every, three times a day at least. Mm -hmm. And God, your teeth are great. Th the ones in the front are great. The ones yeah. in the back are non-existent. Uh, okay. Isn't that crazy? Which is crazy. Don't have an eating. It, you will have. Dental fucking problems for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. I, I will tell you, I have yeah. that's the reason I don't have teeth. In my so, 
um, so even when I got sober, like I remember, don't do this, but I would chew food. Like I would just chew food and then mm -hmm. just spit it out. Mm -hmm. Just chew it and spit it. Because mm -hmm. it's the same. And that I remember even in, I was, because now I was sober. Now yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so really doing this. Yeah. Like, it, which is a whole nother living a hell. Whole, yeah. It's a level <laughs> of shame. It's a whole nother. Because now you're awake to be yeah, like, now what you're, are you yeah, doing? You're, you're completely cognizant to your other destructive behavior. Yeah. So insane. And yeah. so there's a little traces of that, that I don't, and, and, and which makes the not cool thing about me is like, is it's getting better, but the whole self-loathing, Oh, I'm I'm ugly. I'm oh, I'm not smart. Enough. I'm not mm -hmm. even funny. Like fuck off. Stop it. Like yeah. like that kind. Like that if even trace amounts of that, I'm mm -hmm. like get get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, and I've that's kind of happened to my mom. I know that you've had a dad that passed yeah, away. Yeah. And that happened my mom passed away uh, about six and a half months ago. And that's actually when it changed. Mm -hmm. That's actually that was like the beginning that like push of mm -hmm. like wait a minute. Oh no, like one life is too short. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, it's an interesting thing as your mom, cause we talked about mom, cause I hated my mom mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, but mm -hmm. then like we became super, but she was also my muse. Like she's in every one of my videos. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we became, we're very similar creatures. Mm -hmm. Everything I judged my mom for, I became, yeah. <laughs> by the way. It's By a the deep way, fucking statement. It's the truth, though. Everything, yeah. and you know what? She was a badass. This bitch yeah. raised three sing raised three kids in a you know a very a two seater car. Like she was just a badass woman. Yeah. But so that that changed, and I think it was interesting when she kind of in her last week of her life. Like I started to. Feel, it was a very primitive feeling, but I started to feel me taking on her just her spirit like yeah. it was an interesting thing so yeah. I like all the the great things about her I kind of took that on and so it's kind of been I have not been the same since it's an interesting yeah. thing as you were you there when she know. passed I was you were you're sitting yeah. with her my dad and I were, were there in the yeah. room when she took her last breath we were it was yeah it was uh, like six in the morning it's crazy it's some deep 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 stuff yeah and changes, I swear to God, Nicole, I have, I have physically not, I, I'm not the same person. Neither am I. I don't think I'll ever be the same yeah. person. It's crazy. You can't, it? you literally can't, you can't be in the same room as, as then like lose someone and be in that room. It's like, I don't recommend that. Like when people are like, I want to be there when I'm like, I don't know, there's an energy transfer. It is. It is, it is, it is an energy transfer. It is like the most powerful thing in the world. There is it changes you forever. Like you will never be the same person again on, on so many levels. Yeah. Were you there? Were you in the room yeah. when your dad passed? Or? I was holding his hand. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying, I think you're totally right. I mean, I, I really do like whatever that whenever one person, especially somebody that close, my mom and yeah. I were close. Yeah, my dad was, my, my dad was my soulmate. Yeah. Like they I, truly. And yeah. I think, I don't know. I can't. Ex I think I'm too. I'm still too fresh. Like it's still very. Like I still can't believe it. Yeah. Like I can't believe she was very. Just so you know, you'll never believe it. I can't. Yeah. It'll it, never. It'll never. I'm two plus years, and it is. It just never. The reality of it never becomes normal. Yeah. No, I I 100% believe you. It's some yeah. days you kind of go back and forth of yeah. like you kind of put it on a different channel. Like yeah. I can't, and yeah. then you kind of just do your day. And then every now and then that channel comes on and you're just like, well, I guess I got to deal with this. Just yesterday. Yeah. 
just fucking yesterday of like, God damn, I miss you. You know, and just yeah. started like bawling out of nowhere and beyond bawling. Yeah. Just beyond. Like, yeah. it's again, I the only thing I can say, because I can't, there's nothing like it I've ever experienced. And it has to be like primarily when you lose a parent, mm -hmm. your dad, my mom, mm -hmm. like it is, there is something biologically that shifts in your entire mm -hmm. mental, emotional, spiritual, plane. everything. Uh -huh. So, so to say all that is like, I think that's what has happened is that for whatever that was, that experience was, is that, um, you know, my mom would never allow that for me. Like, no, you are fucking the shit, you know, like you get to be happy. Like you get yeah. to be happy. Yeah. Do what you got to do to be happy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like all the messages that she ever gave to me that I took for granted when she was here. Yeah. Cause she would tell me every day. She was my biggest fan. Yeah. Every day. Hey, just want to see what we're doing. How's that career going? You know, she would literally be like, you know, can't, why aren't you on the, you know, she just couldn't fathom that I wasn't bigger than what I was. Yeah. And so, you know, I have to be that for myself because she was that one, you know, so it's changed everything for me. Yeah. So I, I don't have the tolerance in myself for too long anymore for that self-loathing shit. I'm like, yeah. stop. You're great. Yeah. And so that they're great and they're great. You're not better than or less than. You're just... You're fine. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I, that might have gotten really deep. I've actually never talked about that and nobody's ever asked about it, which I don't mind. A lot of times people don't even know mm -hmm. um, or they, they it's not something people really want to talk about, which I totally understand. But yeah, I, I mean, I, asking. I mean, listen, I, I made the joke that I like love small talk and I love chit chat. But mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like uh, I just feel like there's like. There's so much more to, like, know about someone from, like, the pain they've been through than, like, the good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the pain that makes someone, like, really, like, beautiful and interesting. Because mm -hmm. it's, like, yeah, that's the stuff that fucking chisels away at the granite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cried on a podcast. This is a first. But it also makes you extremely funny. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, to bring it, to have levity about it. Yeah. It's like you're crying because it touches some point of horrific pain, yeah. you know, but that's, but without that, you don't, you're not funny. Yeah. I'm not shitting you. Everybody, if you're watching comedy, you're watching people who are severely depressed. <laughs> you're watching someone in pain and unraveling that's with so much fucking trauma that that yeah. is the only thing left to do is to go into a room full of fucking strangers yeah. and put it in a way that is stomachable yeah. for them but they live with it every fucking day yeah. <laughs> myself included yeah so i Thank you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having and me. Thanks for just being real and who you are. And not everything's funny all the time. Yeah. Sometimes shit's hard. Yeah. It is. But you know what? But I appreciate you making it funny in your life because yeah. it does. It does help people. Thanks, like yeah. It really does. I promise. I mean, I will say the hardest part about my dad dying was having to see his penis all the time. <laughs> I was like, every time I came into the hospital room, I was like, again, the dick again. Like, I was just like, why does death have to have so much nudity, you know? It's a lot. It's a lot of nudity. It's a lot. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. That's actually the first time and probably I've ever seen my mom fully, fully naked. Fully naked. Yep. Truly. Yeah. And she wasn't even modest. That's just 
Yeah. I grew you, up in a very Catholic household, yeah. so everything was very under wraps, under wraps like yeah. all of the 17 divorces. I mean, yeah, nobody. The, the divorces, <laughs> bodies, the truth, all of it. Really, really fucking under buttoned Vibrators up. Yeah. that I found. I was like, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a back massager. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were in the shape of teddy bears with hats. I don't even. Anyway, that's story for another <laughs> Butt day. Butt plugs, you know. But where can people find you? What And what are you up to? Are you going on tour Find now? Find me on all the social media at Nicole amy on literally everything and then yeah i'm gonna be when does this come out um not this monday we have margaret cho coming out who i adore love her um and then the monday after that it will be yours so the 15th yeah okay so i'll be in vegas that week i will be at the comedy cellar in vegas from the 15th to through the 21st two shows a night uh come see me there hit me up i'll put you on my guest list if you want to if you want tickets if you're in vegas and then uh, I'm going to be in, uh, New York at some point in June. And then I'm going to be at the Philly punchline, uh, June, uh, I think it's 22nd, 23rd, 24th. It's amazing. Um, and then I'll be back at the comedy cellar sometime in July in, in Vegas. And then I'm probably hopefully going to do the comedy cellar in New York in June before I do Philly. So um there find me there those places those are like the world's most famous places like in the world i'm not talking about our country like yeah. in the world yeah. no big deal nicole and then i'll be at the comedy store i'm at the comedy store all the time so come I see me at the com- comedy I need store to come see yeah. you again at the comedy store come see me. thanks for coming i adore thanks you thanks for having me i adore you thank you we'll Aww. have to actually go to coffee now okay yeah, we're gonna go to coffee <laughs> right, we perfect. both flaked but not in a mean way Just not in a mean way and like a life's happening way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay thank right. you guys i'll see you next time bye, bye. everybody you want more not cool then go to instagram and subscribe to not cool pod and or on my own personal page which is sarah highland rosenstein and to watch the full videos of the podcast subscribe to the comedy store channel on youtube and please don't forget to rate and review and of course subscribe thanks for listening and watching you guys stay not cool